Hey guys, this is Jennifer with The Shooter's Mindset. We are live with episode 390. And tonight we have a very fun show planned. I'm excited about this one. We are going to talk about the AG Cup that's coming up this weekend. So we have none other than Tom Fuller, the mind behind the AG Cup. How's it going, Tom? It is going great. How are you, Jennifer? I'm good. And our other guest this hour is Brandon Haywood, who is going to be the data nerd, I guess. Is that what we should call you? <laughs> He's going to be a statistician. That sounds better. We'll call it the status statistician. Yeah. Well, last year, I referred to it as cat herder. Well, that too. So he's going to help um, with all the scoring. This, I think your third year helping with that, isn't it? Yeah, I RO'd the very first year when it was just two uh, squads at a time. And then this will be the third year running the entire scoring system with the scoreboard and everything. Yeah. So we'll get into um, all of that goodness in a few minutes. But just to give anybody that maybe is new to watching this, new to PRS, don't understand what the AG Cup is, um, and who y'all are, um, Tom, if you can just start and give a kind of brief intro to who you are, what you do in the industry, and the AG Cup, what it is. Okay, well, AG stands for Armageddon Gear, not agriculture. So it's it's the first match. So I was a part of, obviously, the PRS for many years. Uh, Armageddon Gear has been a part of the PRS for many years and I've been asked many times why don't you run a match I'm doing a match be the title sponsor of a match and for we've never done a title spot or match title sponsor for any match so it's like if I do this I want it to be really cool and at the time the PRS was very wide and very flat there was you know the best shooters were constantly shooting against a new shooter every match uh, they never got to test themselves against each other and no matter how good they were, they got to walk the prize table and get something they already got 10 of. And I was like, okay, I want to do a cool match. I want to make it interesting. I want to make it aspirational. I want uh, it to be uh, for the shooters, give them something cool. So we had the idea to, well, let's do this. And uh, so that first year, I think we gave away a little over $50,000, uh, no, $40,000 and $20,000 to first place. And then it's grown. Uh, me and Shannon has made it now a series where the guys qualify for it. Throughout the season, there's certain matches designated AG Cup matches. They're winning money through that match. And then the top guys get invited and gals to come to the Cup and to compete for this year. It's about $80,000 and the coveted AG Cup. That is awesome. We're going to talk more about all of that in a little bit. Um, but just to go ahead and introduce Brandon, uh, you kind of gave a little quick as far as what you've done with AG Cup, but tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in competitive shooting in general. So uh, living down here in Florida near what's now Altus was many years ago, K&M. Um, a buddy of mine was a photographer. He had told me about some of these matches he had been going out to. And it wanted me to go to one particular match. Weather was horrible. I chickened out. I wasn't going to shoot. I was going to help him out with taking photos and just hang out. Next time it came around a couple months later, he's like, dude, you got to come do this. You got to check it out. By that point, I'd already been playing around shooting long range of the 308. Went out, checked it out. It was the 2013 PRS finale. So 
kind of an interesting way to get introduced to the PRS when you're talking to the top 50 or 60 at the time in the entire sport. I was already getting the bug. And then at the end of the match, Shannon gets up there and announces that the next year's gap grind, which the 2013 grind was the one I didn't go to because the weather was crap, um, was going to be a pro-am. I went, I want to do that. It's been all downhill ever since. <laughs> and now you're broke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that's kind of how it goes for all of us. You get hooked and then you're broke. <laughs> um, so... Tell us a little bit, Tom, about, we're going to go back to Brandon in a minute and kind of get into some of the exciting things for this year that'll be different, but tell us, so you talked a little bit about it. How many shooters do you have coming to this match? Um, how many qualified that maybe could have come? I know everybody, you know, with life circumstances can't give us kind of some rundown of uh, what it looked like this year, if you can remember. Well, if if I can remember, or I didn't handle it hands-on like I did before, but I do know we have 47 uh, that are going to shoot the match this year. And every year we invite the, we, last year was the top 50. I think this year it was the top 60 uh, from the cup, just to make more inclusion, more money if they show up as well, because while all the money that comes in on sponsors and, and all that stuff goes out to the shooters, all their pot, 100% of that to the pot goes back also to those guys as well. Um, so uh, we want more of the merrier because it's a bigger payout, but we do have 47 come. And um, it, uh, it's going to, well, I'll wait for you to ask the questions before I start rambling. <laughs> so this is really a put your money where your mouth is kind of situation. These guys, um, it's not just, oh, I'm good. I'm getting an invitation. You know, they've really put some skin in the game because they pay, in order to join the series and to do the matches, they've had to do those three matches. You're muted. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the, the series actually is the same. So let's say they're in Oklahoma or Wisconsin, uh, on top of whatever they're paying to shoot that match, they're throwing extra in for the AG Cup. That goes in a separate pot and it's given back out uh, to those guys that are signed up in the AG Cup series, even though it's a regular two-day match, there's inside that two-day match, there's an AG Cup uh, qualifier event that they're competing against one another for a pot. And last year, up to this point, we had given away $60,000 just, or they have, they earned $60,000 uh, just before you got to the event, which was an $80,000 event, as it is going to be this weekend. So I have that number for you just in a minute, how much we've given out, but I expect it to be very close uh, to that. And so nothing AG Cup qualifiers, so they have to shoot to be qualified for the match? Yes, this one. So if you remember the first year, Greg, I had the idea for it, and I just went through all the stats and invited everybody. Look, we look at everybody that had a win. I said, we can do 20, 20 competitors. And the first year we looked at everybody had a win. And in a major two-day match, and we said, hey, you're invited if you choose to show up. 1000 bucks, show it in the pot, plus we'll match that. So that was 20000 which that twenty didn't show up, but we wound up giving away 40000 anyway. So, again, it is the money where your mouth is. You're paying up to compete. But not only are you paying to shoot in the AG Cup, 100% of that money is going back to the, to the shooters that are all signed up in that AG Cup for that particular match. Does that make sense? Yep. 
And how many qualifiers do they have to compete in this year to be qualified? Three. Three? So yep. you, you have to shoot three in order to uh, to qualify. So that the best score uh, throughout the year of the three you've shot will put you in a ranking for the AG Cup. And right now, uh, Jake Millard is on top of that pile. He's coming into the Cup as the leader of the AG Series points. Doesn't matter now uh, because – it's all, it all starts from scratch Friday morning, you know, it starts at zero. Um, so. So everybody has a clean slate starting Friday morning. Everybody's starting even. Yeah. Well, they are. Now there's one exception. I want to, I want to throw this out there uh, <laughs> to, to benefit the series and to increase participation in the series and, and keep a guy from just going out to one match that maybe he thinks is an easy one somewhere that maybe none of them are easy anymore, but to go to a match where he thinks I can have a win here and, just get a win and get invited. So to increase participation in the series throughout the year and to make the money turn around and make guys motivated to win some money. Um, that's why we went with the must shoot three to put that, to get those guys excited to go do that stuff. And also to do that is the fact that uh, after day two, there's a cut to the top 10 and everybody knows that there are some exceptions to that though. Um, if you didn't make it to day two, but you shot really good, for instance, Jake is leading in points right now. Uh, so to give weight to the series, let's say he didn't make the top 10 cut. Five <laughs> competitors from the first two days will be invited to go to the third day, which is the big money day, uh, based on their score of the match at 40% and their, uh, and their, uh, series their series points weighted at 60 percent so kind of just in case somebody has a bad day they're mm -hmm. really a top like the olympics a figure skater that <clears throat> hits a rut in ice and falls down you yep. know maybe something happens but they're truly a, a top competitor it kind of gives them a little grace period to get them in there and give them a second chance if they've earned it through the season right so we want it to be as fair as possible and it would really be bad if you're one of the top shooters uh, coming into the AG Cup and you have a stage where a piece of equipment breaks or you lose your zero or just anything, you know, whatever happens, just have that one stage. You just didn't have it between the ears right at that time. Going into day three, it's going to be the top 10 plus five based on the performance at that match, weighted by their uh, series performance. And that's going to go to top. That's going to go to day three. That, that I feel like, makes it fair and uh, gives those guys kind of like a second chance to go for the big money. I think it really um, kind of changed up when y'all did the, the these recent years of AG Cup where they had the AG Cup series matches to shoot because I do think before somebody could shoot just their home range where they're really comfortable, you know, and get, well, you make them shoot three if – Altus is their home range. They're not going to be able to go shoot three matches at Altus and win them to get into the AG Cup just because that's their home range, right? So I think you've really made it um, kind of diverse, and it, it has, in effect, made some of the top shooters are drawn to those AG Cup qualifiers because they want to have as much chance as they can to get get good. So it kind of has given 
there's steeper competition at each of those matches, I feel like. So I feel like it's getting a more true, you know, across the board, who is leading and who can compete at that level. That's right. And their score for the AG Cup invitation is only against those other AG Cup shooters there. So it, it doesn't matter if they're at their home range and, and they always shoot well there. They have to travel and shoot against only those guys but for that match, they're shooting against everybody, obviously. But as far as the AG Cup is concerned and their ability to make it, they're shooting against just those guys that are also shooting to make the AG Cup. So, yeah, it's it's tough. And, I mean, and you've, you know, you look at the roster. I mean, a lot of the same guys that are always on top, but a lot of new guys. And that was the whole point of wanting this to be aspirational for somebody to go, I want to go to the AG Cup. And everybody that's here, everybody that's here, I think they're going to win. And that's what you want. And everybody here is definitely capable of winning. I love that when y'all first started it, I remember when you were kind of bantering this idea around and you were all excited about it. And you were like, yeah, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. And you were kind of having to sell it to the shooters, right? Because they were like, man, I don't know, $1,000. That's a lot of money. And there was a lot of buzz. Should we do it? I don't know. Are you going to do it? Well, what if I don't win any, you know, back and forth? And now y'all have got, I mean, when I looked at the PRS website, the number of people that joined the AG series, AG Cup series was like phenomenal to me how much it's grown. People really want to be there and want to be in it and, and want to be a part of it. Um, right. And it's been surprising. Some of the qualifications are people I'm like, oh, okay, they qualified, you go, you know, yep. it's not just the same 10 people, right? I think y'all have got a, some diversity in there as far as who all, you have a lot this year that have never shot the match before. So it, it shows that it's growing. And I think that's great. Uh, yep. And that's exactly right. And, and uh, like I said before, you know, uh, right at six, right at sixty thousand dollars again this year. Uh, the number's fifty-seven thousand, but uh, I mean that's that's uh, that's a lot of money, you know, for these guys that are that are spending a lot of money to do this. And even if there was no AG Cup Series, as you know, there would be a lot of people out there spending money to get better to do this to compete just for I feel good because I wanted to do this and I'm doing good at it now there's a chance to actually win some money nobody's going to make a living shooting long guns obviously however uh leaving home with you know winning this thing leaving home thirty thousand dollars and if you win this match you probably want some of that stage money too and uh and if you're not familiar with how that is we can discuss that later as well that's awesome Greg are there any lives uh, no live questions at the moment. Okay. You look like you were about to say something. Uh, I was going to say, let's go into what these stage wins are now, because that's kind of a really cool thing that I guess we were talking before about people are like, do I really want to go and pay $1,000 to shoot a match? And the stage wins, I think, is one of those things that drew in a lot of those shooters. Yep. Uh, so even if you're a shooter and you're very, very honest with yourself and you know where you're standing and you tell yourself, you know what? I probably aren't going to win the AG Cup. However, there are 30 stages for this weekend. There's a traditional two-day match and then it goes back to 10 more stages on Saturday. Every stage is a $1,000 check to whoever wins it. And that's the most hits in the fastest time. So every stage is time. And uh, it's... It, I mean, no one's going to my thinking I can't win at least one stage, not at this caliber, not at this level, you know, 
because the stages are going to be very common to what you're going to see at a regular match, hopefully a little harder. So the stage win is 30,000. That's where the sponsors come in. Their money goes back out as, as stage wins. And uh, on top of that, uh, the, the first two days, the two-day match, once that first two days is over, there's a winner of those two days before we go to a cut. That's a $5,000 payout. And then at the uh, the final day, it's a $30,000 first place, uh, seven, second, and then 3000 for third. So, you know, that's a $40,000 day. Just with that, add another 10000 for the stage wins on that day. And the last day is $50,000 in a winning match, basically, if you make it. If you make it, that's the key. That's right. Got to make it in. It, yeah, that was fun last year. And y'all do a awards ceremony <clears throat> each night, which I think is fun. Because even Friday night before the whole match is over, <coughs> excuse me, you did the stage wins. And I thought that was so fun. And uh, I think some people didn't even realize that they won a stage and they're like, oh, you know, it, it kind of gave some confidence going to the next day. Well, I won that stage. I was fastest. Okay. Because there was some bantering around. I mean, some people were like asking other people what they had done, but there were a couple that truly didn't realize until, you know, it was like, Hey man, don't walk away from the prize tank. Get over here. Cause you're going to get something. And they were like, Oh, I am. So uh, I thought that was very fun. I, I love how the atmosphere is at AG cup um, it is probably the most fun match of the year. I'm not going to lie. Um, and it's fun to be there and see that spirit and everybody encouraging each other. But I like that, you know, each night y'all call out some winners. So that's always fun. Every night is, is a, is a party. Every night's like this camaraderie. Uh, we have a band Friday night. Um, am I okay, Greg? Did you just go ahead and jump forward and start talking about everything? I know that we... Actually, no, that was perfect because in one of our live questions, someone just said, Tom, are you going to have the live band again? So perfect timing there. Yep. Yep. We're going to have the live band. And uh, we're so last year, if you, we had a cornhole tournament breakout in the middle of the AG Cup and we had brackets. I think, I think we paid a thousand bucks out to the cornhole tournament, like on the spot. It was like, okay, because it was like a team tournament. And it was like, okay, this, everybody's getting into this. Didn't you know, foundation and impact put money down yes, on that? I mean, yes, like, exactly. y'all, the competition was worse on that than the shooting. Yeah. It was like yeah. grueling. People were like, don't walk behind me. I'm playing cornhole. Like, go, don't get in yeah. the way. I don't, and uh, it was, uh, I think John Kyle threw a thousand bucks in or 500, take through 500 in. And uh, so it was like, that was hilarious. I think that was Saturday night, I think, the day before the final day. And then Friday night was the band, which will be again. And, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm getting the same band because he's just such a great entertainer. He's right here from Nashville. It's easy to get him here. And uh, he's an awesome guy. I actually found a couple of years ago while I was in Nashville. And I always like to sit up by the band and throw him a tip and ask him to play something original. Because, you know, they're all wanting to be discovered. And they all just begging to play something original because all they do is sit there and play covers all day. And uh, he was just really good, and I really liked him. And I went on, listened to some of his music online, and hit him up. And he's played several events for us over the years, and he's he's a lot of fun. And uh, and he brings a three piece, uh, which and a, which includes a fiddle, which is very unusual, but it really works cool. And everybody seems to enjoy it. Well, is do you think we're gonna have another rendition of Brantley playing? 
I'm probably. <laughs> and if and 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 I'm sure anybody that's got a Facebook page, you know, knows how well Brantley can bend the strings, and it never fails. Somebody's like, you know, Brantley can play, and I'm like, get up here and play, Brantley. He's like, oh, I haven't played it forever. I'm probably going to need warmed up, and then he just like, you know, he's <laughs> he's a very talented. But he's all shucks Brantley, you know, like when he found the kids, he's like, oh my gosh, oh okay, I'll play <laughs> guitar. Next thing you know, smoke coming off a guitar, and he sounds like. Steve Ray Vaughn or something it's like but it, it's it's super fun and you know I think a lot of the thing too is that you know hmm. if if you're here at the AG Cup you've put a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of money a lot of travel into earning your way here and um I I feel like there's just such a mutual respect amongst the shooters here like like there is at every match but this is a little different because it's there's less people it's just the competitors, the staff, and their families. And again, there's only 47 competitors. So, and most of them don't bring families. So it's just a very small crowd and everybody stays here are very close. And, and a lot of these guys have shot together for 10 years or more, you know, and uh, well, certainly more by this time. And, uh, and it's just so chilled, laid back, relaxed. And what you don't, what I, what really impressed me is like the band on Friday night. That's after day one. Guys are staying up late, having a good time, drinking some beers more so than you would normally see them at two day match. Like like normally at a regular two day match, everybody's like going to bed early so they can get up and be switched on, and everybody's just having a good time hanging out, you know, and just then burning it down for two nights in a row, and then shooting great the next the next the next days. And uh, that was so fun, and it's going to be just like that again. And it's funny because then Saturday night, about 32 of them really have fun that night because they're not sure. <laughs> that's, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, my favorite thing about AG Cup is in the morning, I don't even have to pick up a rifle. I just got to get a live stream going and kind of point the phone in the right direction. Yeah. Yep. So we're about at the midpoint of the show. Remember, if you're watching us live on Facebook, ask any questions you may have in the comment section of the video. We'll ask it live on air. Other ways to catch us, you can always check back on the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page. The videos stay up there forever. We usually upload to all the podcast apps the night after the show. And then finally, everything ends up on the Shooter's Mindset YouTube page. So that's a great place to go back for some historical episodes. Um, so at this match, Brandon is kind of the director of the real-time scoring for AG Cup. And Jen and I were kind of in charge of media. Um, I think Tom's description of what we were supposed to do is, yeah, let everyone at home see it real good and put a lot of pressure on the shooters. You know, we're, we're not that mean, but Jen has been told she's not allowed to talk to specific people at the match by them before. Um, so we've been working this last month on something new and awesome to get scores mm -hmm. at home to people like Prentice Wink faster. Um, and a couple weeks back, Pascal from Ultimate Ballistics responded to several of you viewers commenting on the show that we need the same scoring at AG Cup as they had at the IPRF World Championship in France. So we got to talking, me and Pascal and Brandon had several fun uh, video chats, and uh, we kind of came up with something cool. Tell, tell them about what we got, Brandon. Unmute yourself. And then tell us. Thank you. Um, so yeah, talking to the guys at Ultimate Ballistics. Uh, anybody that's ever been to K and M knows cell phone reception, internet service at K and M sucks. 
um, which is part of the reason why we've never attempted to do anything live online, super easy for the home crowd to follow along before. And uh, when we got to talking to Pascal about the way Ultimate Ballistic Software works, the way the scoring app works, getting it onto the website, he went, hey, we actually have a portable Starlink unit on order. It's going to be here any day now. Really? So they are actually, Pascal's driving down from Canada, bringing a portable Starlink terminal with him. We're going to have that set up on the range with Wi-Fi range extenders to make sure that all of the ROs are actively online on the Ultimate Ballistics app as we're actually shooting stages. ROs are going to enter their score. They're going to hit save. Within a matter of seconds, that's going to go out through Starlink, through the Wi-Fi that we've got on the range, and it's going to be live on the website with Ultimate Ballistics as it happens. And then our real-time scoreboard at the range is actually going to be that same web page. So this year, it's great for me because I don't have to run around from stage to stage constantly all day, pulling manual syncs and practice score pulling in scores, updating a tablet, refreshing the scoreboard, just constantly doing that. Now we can automate all of this. And it has the benefit of everybody at home gets to see it. And then to top it all off, since we're going to have Starlink on the range, you guys are going to have access to it so that you're not playing this game of, hey, let me record a video, run back to the clubhouse, upload it to Facebook, wait 30 minutes, run back to the range. You guys are going to have that on the range in real time as well. So Real-time scoring is coming to AG Cup this year, assuming we don't run into any technical hiccups tomorrow afternoon and Thursday, and real-time media as well, far more than what we've been able to do in the past. It's going to be great. I won't have to be hunting people down saying, what'd you just shoot on that when I'm trying to figure out who's winning? And then they're, they're, they'll be like, I'm not going to tell you because they didn't shoot good and they don't want me to know. I will know. Yeah. I will know everything. And, and here's the other cool thing. And it's just there. There was literally a shooter. There were two stages going on and it was like getting down to like who was going to win and who, and I like go over and I said, what'd you just get on this? And he was like, nope, not telling you. <laughs> yeah. And even better for the folks that want to like get into the data nerd level of stuff with this. I've actually, spoiler, I've already started loading the course of fire. So I already have it. Um, but in ultimate ballistics, every single stage is broken down by position and by target. So when you go in and look at a stage and then look at an individual shooter's score, you're going to see this nice little chart right in front of your face. It's going to show position one, target one, two, and three, hit, hit, miss. Position two, target one, two, and three, hit, miss, miss. You're going to have it down to that granular level of detail of exactly who hit what targets, where, what position they were in, what target distance was, what I mean, I'm even putting in the size and shape and distance of the targets in ultimate ballistics. So everybody at home is going to instantly see, Oh, so-and-so missed a six inch plate at 400 yards. What the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> well, you'll even be able to tell if it was actually a miss or if they timed out and didn't complete the stage. Correct. Yes. You will be able to tell that. So if they time out, you just see blanks for those targets and positions. Now, I haven't double-checked it yet because I haven't entered any dummy scores into our test environment. I don't remember how it charts it out. So, like, if you have multiple positions and targets, but you don't engage all the targets from all the positions, uh, we'll see how that looks when we get live. But, yeah, you can actually tell where – if somebody timed out, those target and position crossover points in the chart are just 
blank. There's nothing there. Whereas if they hit or miss, you'll actually see a red X for a miss or a green check mark for a hit. I think that's going to be awesome. I wonder, um, really, I always talk about the dynamics and the mindset of the shooters. And I think a lot of them have different mindsets. They're the shooters that just go, they put their head down, they want to shoot their game. They don't want anybody, they, they don't want to know what everybody else is doing or where they stand. I mean, there were a few that legitimately would avoid that scoreboard. And there were yeah. some that would shoot a stage and then run over and stare at it. Or if so-and-so was shooting, they would stand there at scoreboard to see what popped up, you know. Um, yeah. And so with having it right there, because the shooters will be able to get it on their phone if they can get enough cell service, but um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they're going to be tracking it or the ones that are like, nope, I don't want to know. Yeah. And then there's always us vultures that are working for the match or they're hanging out that are everybody watching the scoreboard and then watching the shooters watch the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. I, I get as much entertainment every year out of watching the shooters that are watching the scoreboard and watching them like doing the math in their heads, trying to figure out, am I still maybe able to make it to day three or am I hosed? Mm -hmm. And I should have just go for broke on these last two or three stages and try and win a thousand bucks. Some people really do strategize differently, especially when it gets to that cut line. You know, the beginning of the day, everybody's just trying to do their best, whatever. But it's very interesting to watch. Um, and we'll try and show some of this with our live videos if we can of what happens at that scoreboard. Tom, you remember they start standing around that scoreboard with that red cut line and they're, they're all getting real nervous and going and looking and trying to figure out. And they will really, I mean, there's some hero or zero moments where they're like, well, if I don't, if I don't clean this, I'm out. So I might as well just go for it. And, you know, I, I can't time out. I got to really make sure. And then there's some that are like, I only need a four to make the cut. I'm just going to screw it. I'm only going to, I'm going to be very conservative. And I do think some of them alter their game plan a little bit based on that yeah. line. I think you kind of get in their heads a little bit, Tom. What do you think? Oh, it definitely does. And you know, I mean, you know what the biggest, the most amazing thing to me, and I'll answer this a couple different ways, but it's like day two, the cut line, knowing a plus five is going with, I mean, it's halfway through day two. And I'm hearing guys say, well, if so-and-so, uh, you know, can pull off, you know, five more hits, even though he's kind of out of it now, he's going to make it because his score for the season was this. If you take 60% of that plus 40% of this, but I mean, they, they've got to figure out, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. these are guys that can't find their car keys when they leave their house, you know, and, I mean, and you know, and they got this down to like the point and I'm like, holy cow, they know. Yeah. They, they know. They're yeah, wide home, like, how do you remember all this? <laughs> Yeah, there's been a couple of interesting conversations over the years since we went to the second chance format, because I do everything ahead of time for the second chance scoring. It's all in an Excel spreadsheet done with formulas so that at the end of day two, I just put in, there's one little box where I put in the score of the winner. I put in everybody's individual scores. It auto tabulates everything. I don't even have to, I just sort it by the biggest number and I know who's going. And there's been a couple of cases where guys have like made a couple of comments where it's clear they've been doing it pretty much to that level of math to know ahead of time. Like, Hey, am I still safe on the plus five? Am I like, where am I going here? It's impressive to see the guys doing that when I'm sitting there with a spreadsheet to pull it off just to make sure I get the numbers right. Cause obviously there's a lot of eyeballs looking at that, but then there's guys just standing there doing it in their head and they're pretty much tracking dead on what I'm getting. With PRS being such a mental game, the, uh, 
the guys shooting at the top, they definitely, you know, they've, they've got some mental capacity going on. Yeah. And they, on the weekends at least, devoted entirely to winning that match. Yeah, and uh, the comment earlier about the second chance format and guys that, you know, might be able to squeak in even if they had a bad match. I just want to point out, last year's champion got in on that second chance. Mm-hmm. You know, so. the, um, the fir- talking about the mental game and watching the scores update real time after every stage, you know, and uh, then they're doing math. You know, yeah, that gets in their head. But I really do think the first year when there were no scores posted, it was just like, I think that was in their head too because they they didn't know because we we went a little overboard with trying to sequester them from each other and and the guys were very far removed for the firing line. I mean they couldn't even count them in their head by listening to hits or anything, and uh, the ROs weren't yelling impact. So guys were like, okay, I know where I'm at, but I have no idea where anybody else is. And you know they at least we thought so, but I think some of the ones that really didn't that was in their head as bad as seeing the score update almost real time that it both gets in their head. I mean, it's doesn't matter what you do. It's they're in their head, you know, which is the whole thing with any sport. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, the money on the line gets in their head and then just the fact that this is AG cup and there's cameras all over the place, there's scoreboards up, you know, even without the scoreboards, but just that level of a match, knowing what they're shooting for. I think really messes with some of the guys. Yeah. You, you, go ahead. We had someone last year that got very um, unhappy with me because uh, my job coming up here is to, you know, get this out for everyone to be able to see and, and, and have it so people can kind of feel a part of it. And I had somebody get really unhappy with me because I was standing a safe enough distance away from the shooter to not interfere. But I was saying, you know, if he makes a this, he will win this. Or if he does not make this shot, he will not make this. And they got really mad and said, you're, you're messing them up. And I was like, this is the AG cup, bro. That like, that's part of it. It is a, I am very sorry. I'm not picking out anyone in particular, but what is in front of me is going to be announced. And I am very sorry. So if it's going to bother you as a shooter, you might want to get some extra ear pro because I will be around. And if I'm there, I'm going to say what's going on so that people at home can kind of figure out if they're just tuning in, you know, who's shooting and and what the situation is. But that kind of gives excitement to people because then they know, you know, that shot matters. It's not just, oh, somebody's shooting again. You know, you know, some of those stages really do matter and those shots really do matter. So I think part of it is to put the pressure on them and see who can excel with it. Yeah, it's it's definitely kind of a running theme with the AG that, you know, one shot can make a lot of difference. One shot can be worth a thousand bucks or is a certain somebody found out last year, three extra rounds of practice ammo can be worth about 30 grand. <laughs> that is the truth. Um, For anybody that wasn't there last year, can you just tell a little bit, Tom, about the ending of last year? Has anybody that maybe is new to PRS and just doesn't know, I know they'll probably enjoy this story because it it came down to like a dream situation at the end. So I don't want to steal your glory. You tell that story. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, man, it was a nail biter. Of course, I, I know all the guys, uh, you know, love all the guys, want them all to do good, want them all to win, of course. 
but it came down to uh, a three-way shoot-off for first, second, and third. I mean, are, are you kidding me? You know, it was almost it was, a four-way tie. Yeah, almost. And I, I mean, the whole time I'm like, I don't want to tie. I don't want to tie. I don't want to tie. I just want to clean, you know, but, but it dang sure made for good TV and good coverage. I'll tell you that. But uh, the three-way tie was, uh, it was uh, Jason Green. Everybody loves Jason. He's an awesome guy. Chad Heckler, which we already know he won. So that's out of the bag. And to come in as a second chance and third was, oh my God. It was uh, it was Chad Jason. What what in the world? I'm drawing a blank. Is it Bushman? Yes, it was. I think it was. Yes, it was Austin Bushman, who's actually he's shooting really hard this year too. I don't know why, I just I can see it sitting there. But uh, it it came down to it, and it was a uh, it was the was it the 900 KYL 750. 750. 750. Yeah, we were on the 750. Brandon, Brandon remembers everything. The 750 KYL. Each 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 competitor. You know, uh, takes a shot, takes a shot, takes a shot. All right, shooter number one, go to target two. Target two, I think Jason was first, missed. And all the guys, they have to come off their scope. Uh, so I don't guess they saw where he missed. They, well, they didn't because they weren't on their glass. And then it was down to uh, Chad and Austin. And, uh, and it was like, okay, shooter, congratulations, Jason, you got third place. Now it's Chad, and we, I'd have to go back and look at I mean, who shot first, who shot second, how it all worked out. But it was shot for shot down to the end. Chad obviously winning. I can't remember which target it was. At that point, I'm thinking ahead to target three. He hit target, target three because it was three rounds. Yep, that was it. Was so cool. It it was. I mean, I think when when Chad made that hit, um, I seriously, man. I bet he didn't take a breath for five minutes, man. He was just like totally. I mean, these guys, you know, if you're in it, I mean, as cool as AG Cup is, when you're in it and you've been shooting all year and you know what's on the line, you're in a shoot off for $30,000 and the cup, which you keep forever. Uh, I mean, and, and just could you imagine how it would feel? I mean, shoot, I, I, get, I get nervous in a three to in a regular old match. It, you know, so, and that's what we wanted with this. We wanted these things. We wanted to be more pressure. We wanted people asking questions of the, of the competitors. Uh, you know, everything. The, you know, and I feel like uh, I feel like last year was definitely as nail biter as it could possibly get. It was amazing. It was such a great atmosphere too, because whenever it's not a, a shoot off everyone is shooting, right? So people are tied up at their stage shooting simultaneously. So what's happening over here may not know exactly what happened over here until after the fact, you know? And so with it being a shoot off, of course, everyone knew and you told them, okay, in 10 minutes, we're coming over here. So those three guys were laying there, the amount of pressure, they had TV cameras in their face, they had 30,000 on the line and they had every other AG cup shooter standing around and you could hear a pin drop in there. And, I mean, it was awesome. I think it was so fun. And it was the camaraderie of, of just it being all together was really a lot of fun there. So yeah. I just it's amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And uh, I know you guys did a good job with covering that. So did scouting. And I think, I mean, I'm sure you can go back and pick up your coverage of that at any time, can't you? Yep. And um, 
I mean, if, if you guys should at least let me know what episode that was so they can go back and look at it and kind of kind of get tuned up for this one. And I know you can watch uh, the Shooting USA one too, uh, streaming. Uh, so, it yeah, it was super, super exciting. Absolutely amazing. I'd love to know the the value of the glass that was looking downrange for those couple of shots. Like I'd say it's easily $100,000 <laughs> worth of glass pointed at the... Yeah, and then one of the OGs of the sport as the guy to make make the call with George Gardner too. I thought that was pretty fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun having George on on glass. Mm-hmm. Y'all were just like, dude, really? Like when it kept going, it was that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Greg, are there any lives? I know there was one you put in the chat a minute ago. Yeah, there, Tom. There is one question for you. Uh, Cody asked if I don't have an extra bag, can I borrow a bag, or should it strictly run what you brought? Cody's not allowed to use them anyway. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, so, okay, we, early on, we were like, absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing. Now, uh, let's put it this way. It's come up and ask, come up and ask the RO. We're not going to allow somebody that's got their tack table set just right and it becomes a stage piece of equipment or something. Uh, and if there's a stage that, oh my gosh, somebody has this unique bag that works well for it, no. Uh, we're not going to do that because then everybody's going to have to borrow it. But if you just forgot a rear bag or your game changer, your fortune, you just, oh, I, I forgot it, it broke, it opened up. We'll either grab one out of the pro shop and give you, or somebody can borrow if you're getting ready to shoot, and then we'll get you one later. So, yes, I mean, that's not that big of a deal, but we're, it's not going to be like somebody has this little bag they rigged up that shoots a certain stage wonderful and then that whole squad borrows it and it just, you know, that that's not going to happen here. You, you shoot what you brought you know, if, you know, it's a, it's case by case, obviously, but if somebody's like, Oh man, my game changer just, you know, busted and I don't have, oh, sorry, man. It's like, no, we're going to do that. I mean, we're, we're going to let somebody shoot properly. We want a good match, you know? So, uh, you know, but, but again, there'll be, there will be limits. So, and, and the guys will get briefed very well on all yeah, there's a new marketing strategy for you, Tom. You can sell the leftmost rock at KM rear bag, the rightmost <laughs> rock at KM, just size yeah. everything exactly to it. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's someone that would buy, you know, 75 bags for one range. Yeah, for for this match, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it won't be the uh, kitty strollers anymore. It'll be somebody driving or riding around with a Kubota following them around with all their gear in it. lord is that all the lives or did you have more come in um we have a bunch of people just shouting out and saying hey um but we've answered all the questions we got q we got chad we got francis uh dale's over there um hey all you shooters that are sitting here fill out my questionnaire yeah, if you're a shooter, check your Be email. Be my friend. Help a girl out. There's a lot of y'all. So fill out my thing. Yeah, and if you're a shooter for the AG Cup, don't be surprised if you get asked some of those same questions at check-in, too. Just saying. Woohoo! Ken Wheeler's going to be there. That's my buddy. Hey, you bringing cheese carts? Um, Derek Warren asks, will tripods have to be deployed on the clock? Yes. <laughs> How's that? 
Francis said he'll get his done in 10 minutes. I'm, I'm trying to look, I'm trying to remember how we did it this All I remember is like this year, I was like, hey, we're going to keep the rules the same. And I'm trying to be positive it was. And there may be states, you know, if there may be states who are like, hey, no tripods to this state. I mean, um, uh, but there's, there's going to be nothing ugly. The only thing, just like to keep it to cup to cup, is there's no sharing of wind calls, there's no communication with other shooters after the stage, you're not on glass watching anybody else shoot. Uh, you get up, you get your 30 seconds on glass. After your 30 seconds, all right, shooter, stand by and, and you go shoot. And so it, you're making your own wind calls. You're, uh, you're not sharing them. And the guys all know that very clearly if, if any of that's, that happens or any information is passed that may about that stage that may provide anybody any kind of advantage, it will be considered cheating. So that's just how it's going to go. And uh, I, last year, everything went great with all that. And, and, and actually, the, the competitors like it. They like it because what if you – What's the guy in front of you is a better wind caller than, you know, or a worse wind caller than the guy in front of somebody else? Everybody, everybody here, they're, they're, they're comfortable with what they're doing, and they, and they want to, you know, the spirit of this match is bring it, bring your money, bring your gun, and let's see who comes out on top. And I, and I think everybody's, you know, owning that spirit. So I think it'll be great, another great match. I think it will too. Did that hit all the lives, Greg? Yep, that hit all the lives. Um, try to get in this, see what we miss. Spectators, if you're close by and you want to see this. <clears throat> Come on, please. Uh, we, we would love that. I, I think it will be so fun. Uh, you know, the guy, you, you hear, if you look at interviews you did with the guys and they're like, hardest match you've ever shot, but it's perfect. I mean, you know. I think the spectators would get a lot out of watching it. I would love to see people that's never seen a match come and watch these guys do what they do with their rifles and be like, holy cow. It's unbelievable because you, no one just really gets it. That I mean, we're all in the PRS world. We know how good these guys are, and we know what they do. But, man, it would be really cool if we could get a bunch of people that had no idea to watch and see how this works. It would be so cool. It would be cool. One of the questions that um, is on my questionnaire, which the questionnaire, don't be scared of it, guys. It's just for me to have some information for talking points, right? It's hard to interview somebody when I'm just like, wow, you're really tall, Roderick. I mean, like, I want to talk about more than just that, you know? Um, but one of the questions I put on there is what you do as a day job, if you're able to tell, because I know some people um, are careful with that because political and guns and some of them are military, but it's very fascinating to look at all the day jobs of the people that are the top PRS shooters. Um, I mean, there's engineers, IT consultants, high schoolers, electrical engineers, um, diesel technicians, instructors, people in finance, marketing, physical therapists. It's just fascinating to me to look at the um, a private pilot, uh, retired tennis instructor. I think it's very neat to see the diversity of this group. This is not all military people. It's not all um, hunters. Uh, they may all be hunters, but it's not all people that are just, you know, in the gun industry. It is really a diverse group of people. And it shows that our sport is one that is very welcoming to anyone from any walk of life. 
Um, and I think it's fascinating to see that. Yeah, I, I agree. Like looking through this, you know, you have from high schoolers to retired, you know, you, you do have truly every walk of life in there. You got guys and girls. So it's, it's, it's really cool to, to see. So were you surprised at all, Tom, with the AG Cup top right now? I know Jake is in first. And yeah, a, a little. A, a little, just, I mean, just because Jake didn't shoot it last year. And of course, I think the first time I met him, maybe four years ago, maybe longer, I don't know, but I've met him as that at several matches and they travel and he's, always been a, a, a great shooter but you and I wasn't out there this year and I didn't I didn't see everybody I don't really I didn't keep up with everything like like I used to and and when Jake is at the top of the list you know for a fact that he has worked his butt off all year I mean he's 16 17 um I don't 19 17. Okay, in my mind, he's still like fourteen because that's probably the last time I saw him. But you know, but uh, you think you you think of him as a youth shooter, right? I mean, but I'm like, gosh, he's seventeen, I think. But he's, I mean, he is competing at the top level in this game. Period, hands down, earned it, and he's sitting in the top spot. Uh, so I mean, but you, you earn what you, you earn, and to your point, here here's a you know teenager coming to shooting for some big money with a long rifle. And I was just, uh, last week I was at dinner and somebody was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to town for a little bit. And where are you going? I was explaining about the AG Cup and it never heard of it. And, uh, and they were like, and I explained it the best I can. And they're like, oh, that's just a bunch of military snipers then, right? I'm like, no, not really. I'm maybe not even be any, probably isn't any, uh, you know, I'm like, and they're like, well, how's that? Military snipers are the best shooters in the world. I said, they're very well. I said, but being in the Army, I, I was in the Army 20 years. I ran every morning, but I never won a marathon. You know, I mean, it's the same. You know, you 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 got up, you ran, but you weren't a marathoner because those guys train, 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 train constantly, science behind it, diet, everything. And, you know, military snipers are obviously a skilled person for sure. And what they do for their job is – is super admirable, but the military teaches to to the lowest common denominator that they feel like everybody can pass it. If they make a standard, nobody can pass it. It's not worth having because military's got a certain numbers. They have, they have so many snipers they have to train and keep trained. And these guys live and breathe it every time. Every moment they're off, they're loading the ammo, they're playing with new loads, or constantly. That's all they think about, and um, it's just different, you know. Uh, it's totally different but that's it you know come be a part of it you know I love that um each year is a different winner it's not been you know it hasn't been like oh every year so-and-so is gonna win like you know what I mean it's um really been a dynamic and it's stayed very very competitive it's not been a, a front runner that just blows everybody out of the water it's really truly been competitive the whole way you know, the guys have moved up and down, like looking at what their past finishes are. Some have finished second one year and 15th the next. And um, it, it's, it just shows the pool of shooters that are at this match. I guarantee you there are two people, if they're watching this, that just said until this year, 
Because, <laughs> you know, Austin and Chad both said, I'm winning again. I'm going to be the first two-timer. So that'll be cool. But mm -hmm. that's going to be fun over the years to see how this plays out, I think. Oh, I, I do think so, yeah. Yeah. I love looking at the – I just – I'm excited to see how it, how it falls out. I think that there's a lot of very good – I think there's a lot of names on that roster – that are very capable of coming out on top. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of who pulls it all together for all three days. And I've got the, I've got the list right in front of me. Is anybody curious how the top who's the top ten from the series and how they're going into it? Yeah, read them out. Jake Miller, we just talked about Chris Kulik, who's always been a top student. Austin Bushman, who was in the shootoff last year, finished second. Uh, Clay Blackadder, who uh, who I guarantee you has a chip on his shoulder about the AG Cup and is ready to come take some money home. Chad Heckler, who won it last year. Uh, Cologne, he's he's always going to be a, a front runner. He's he's sitting in seventh. Ben Gossett, if you know Ben, you. Would never bet against him. Jeff Gurry and Cole Higginbotham. That's the top ten. So, and that's a heavy field. And then you know, but wants to shoot against Allison Zane or Matt Caruso again, or Orgain is here, or Brandon Hembry. I mean, Brantley. I mean, come on, it's the it is the top, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. And and any one of those people is perfectly capable of taking home that beautiful cup you got behind you. Yep. And you know what? I don't care until about six stages into day three. I don't even, I think you might be a fool to say, oh, I think so-and-so is going to win because you can burn down day one, even burn down day two. But it doesn't matter. You know where I'm going with this. Yep. Fresh slate on Sunday morning. Yep. So, this really is a where every shot matters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very much so. Are there any other lives? Uh, Francis said, I love no shared calls back when we were talking about that. And I can't scroll anywhere else besides for that. So I hope that's good. How about the only thing we didn't address that we had in our list of questions was um, side stages. Are there any um, side stages this year? Yes. There will be one side stage again by Utah Air Guns, uh, and they, and so I'm so thankful I met these guys just because they're really great guys that are supporting us again this year. And uh, but man, to all your listeners out there, and it would be a fun thing if you haven't done it already. Let me think the PCP, the Precision Pneumatics, the Air Rifles. If you all dug into that stuff. I am absolutely amazed at these things. I mean, there's these air rifles that people are hunting, shooting deer, shooting bears. I mean, yeah, I get it. Farther, longer is farther, but you can build these air rifles. They're not, they're not cheap. They're thousands of dollars for a good one. Um, and there's no kick. Ammo's cheap as can be, and they're very comparable to a 22. Uh, and guys are hunting with them, they're thermal hunting with them. There's competitions all over the country with these things. But these guys are coming out again, going to do some side stages on day three to let the guys play with these things, see how they work, and they're going to give uh, 
some prizes. I he hasn't shared with me what uh, the winner of that stage is going to get, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was a fun time last year. Yeah, they they were great people to hang out with, and they have really fun to play with too. I think that is all of our questions, wasn't it? I do believe so. Oh, except the last one. I'll let you hit the last one. Oh, that one. So what do you see as the future for AG Cup, Tom? Well, um, some things that won't change maybe these year to talk about, but uh, making it what we hope will, the, the uh, competitors will say, this is the hardest match uh, that I've shot, even no matter the course of fire. Uh, the competition you're against is going to make it the hardest match. The mental stuff you're against in your own head is going to make it the hardest match. Uh, the money that's up for grabs is going to add to that. But, uh, you know, it's got to be hard to separate these guys and gals out. It's got to be. So um, it will continue to be uh, a wonderful event. It will continue to be aspirational. But I think in the, in, in the future years, as you guys know, I started the first two years. i I didn't have my own range, didn't have a facility. I set it up. We know how it's been at KM the last couple of years, but we're going to see it move around the country. That the, the the qualifiers will happen and stay the way they are, but the championship match, which we're doing this weekend, that's going to move. And we're going to different places. So that will put a different spin on the shooting. We do this in Oklahoma, and instead of Shannon, who is who's helping me put together at KM, what if it's in Oklahoma? But if there's a little bit more belly shooting, well, you know, if these are all things that make the PRS what it what it is. But as long as the AG Cup, the championship is only on the East Coast, only in similar conditions, only on ranges where they're mostly positional, uh, I think it could get stale. But if we move it, if it's in the Northeast, if it's out West, uh, I think that will add a little, little bit of fun dynamic for, and maybe even get some guys interested that may not be right now because they're like, oh, I'm a West. You know, I'm an out west. I'm an Oklahoma shooter, which obviously they do well at the AG Cup. But uh, I think that will make it funner, and I think that will keep it more interesting. And I think that will get more people involved to include some match directors that help us set it up at their facilities, using our rules, using our course of fire, the spirit of competition, but uh, but their facilities and and their weather conditions and environments. So I, I think that's something we're definitely going to see, but. Overall, big changes right this minute. I don't think we'll see them every year. We talk to the participants. We have months of discussion afterwards and make minor changes. But I think what you see is what you're going to get, except moving around, which is a big deal. I think that'll be good to mix it up a little, yeah. Yeah, I think it'd definitely be good to see see different ranges, see different atmospheres, everything like that. It'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I always enjoy going to AG Cup. I haven't shot really this year. Really, I haven't shot at all this year, um, to be honest, just with life and <clears throat> family things and work things and everything else I haven't. Um, so I haven't seen any of these guys in a year, at least. Uh, so I'm excited. It's been AG Cup last year whenever I saw everybody. I'm excited to see you, Tom, and Shannon, and Julie, and Christy, and all the shooters, and um, it's always a good time just because of the tight-knit group for AG Cup that it becomes. It's always fun, and mm -hmm. 
this is something I always look forward to. So I'm very excited. I can't wait to get there. I got to get through work tomorrow first, though. <laughs> Greg, any more lives? We are good on the live side. All right. Well, with that, I think we can do shout outs because I know Tom is at KM and has probably lots of work to do or drinking. I'm not sure which, but or both. <clears throat> um, so we'll start with shout outs. Greg, you usually start. Go ahead. Yeah, I got uh, GSL suppressors, uh, shooters and sharpshooters of Augusta, our local indoor and outdoor ranges. Uh, PDC custom, it's really heavy right now, and I didn't have the motivation to pick it up. Um, got that new Lazy. <clears throat> yes, I am that. Um, <clears throat> shooters World Powder, um, Hunter's HD Gold. I'm super blind, and those make me a whole lot less blind. Um, and Fix It Sticks. Awesome. Brandon, you got any shout outs? Uh, I definitely want to thank Tom. Uh, he is the reason why I've stayed involved in this match over the last four years. Um, so he, he knows a lot of the behind the scenes of why I've been involved with it specifically because of him. But again, thank you, Tom, for keeping me involved and in all the things you've done for me over the years. And then I'll attack on to Greg and say PDC custom, because I just got a loaner chassis in from Craig at PDC today, because I'm, too itchy to go out and go play with my new light class ELR gun and I couldn't wait any longer. Goodness gracious. Tom, how about you? Any shout outs? Yeah, Shannon and Julie, uh, all the hard work they do. Uh, Christy Hembury has been with us from the beginning. She'll be here again, running around, putting out fires, doing all the stuff. The ROs that are going to come and sponsor it because we can't thank them enough because without them, wouldn't be nothing. The sponsors are CBS, Hoppies, Hornady, Manners, Utah Air Rifles, Precision Rifle Series, Bartline Barrels, National Rifle Association is in on board with the AG Cup this year. Kind of came in big and are really helping us out. I want to get involved in the series totally, and I'll be helping pull those guys in, and let's see what we can do to, to make those guys relevant again. Athlon, Vortex, Federal, Leopold, Magpul, Kestrel, Zoom, uh, foundation stocks, Razor Precision, and Six South. Awesome. And for me, <clears throat> I do want to shout out Ultimate Ballistics because they are doing a big service for all of us at AG Cup and and media and scoring, all of it um, coming from Canada. So that's going to be really great. We will have a link to their website on our Facebook page, but. Our Facebook page, starting on Friday morning, we will be having live videos off and on most of the day um, throughout the weekend. So please um, tune in and watch and comment and talk smack if you want. If you want to talk smack in the comments, I'll be glad to tell the shooter when they're done shooting what smack you just talked to them. Um, it's fun. I guess so, one, one thing we didn't stress enough earlier, and I thought about it, and then I got sidetracked, <laughs> Ultimate Ballistics is literally getting in, three people are getting in a car in Canada and driving all the way down with this super fancy Starlink system. We've been working with them all month to get a custom made app. Just, you know, they take their app, they applied it specifically to the AG Cup. All of this free of charge, just yeah. for you guys. Specifically, Prentice Wink, because they said this one guy from Texas keeps posting, asking for scores, and they're going to try and get them posted even faster using Starlink. So thank you guys for what you're doing. Yep. 
that is going to be huge. And then I just want to shout out um, y'all for the amount of work that y'all are putting in Tom and Brandon and even Greg has been doing a lot of the um, trying to get the scoreboard stuff straight with Brandon and all. So huge shout out to getting AG Cup off the ground and running and continuing every uh, year that it's been coming. This is the fourth year for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, and it's going to keep going. So huge shout out to y'all. And with that, we will call it a wrap and we will see everybody next. I don't know if it'll be next week, but we'll see y'all next time. But tune in over the weekend for the coverage of the AG Cup.